Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for finding us on your favorite podcast app. We're on Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, pretty much every type of podcast app. We're also on Dash Radio. Download the Dash Radio app for free. Search for Nothing But Net. We're there every single weeknight at 7 p.m. Also, check out the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Royal Shepherd hosts the post-up on 5R with our cast of thousands after every single heat game. We'll be doing that throughout the playoffs. Of course, also, we do before floor. Greg and I are two of the five hosts, along with Ricky, Brady, and Jonathan. We do that before every game. We also may have an appearance from our friend Alfredo Artiaga because he was the good luck charm last year. Also, we've got fivereasonsports.com. Make sure you spell that one out. Brady Hawk, you'll find him there as well with takeaways off of every game and also between game articles. And you got to check out the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. The only thing better than cheering on your Miami Heat is doing it with your favorite wings. Miami Grill has got you covered. Bring home a platter of your favorites to share for the game tonight, just how you like them. Well, there is no game tonight, but there will be a game. Well, maybe by the time you listen to this, there will be a game on on Tuesday. There'll be a play-in game. Of course, another one on Wednesday. But you can get those wings crispy, grilled, naked, or boneless, and sauce of perfection with one of three new sauces. That's mango habanero. Honey Garlic and Nashville Hot. If you can't decide, get them all delivered with a catering order. I might do that as soon as I finish the pod here. Not the catering, but I'll do the delivery. There's more than just wings, too. Order for the whole fam with cheesesteaks, gyros, burgers, and more. And don't forget, for a limited time, you can also get your Miami Grill collectible cup featuring artwork by four different Winwood Mural Fest artists. So collect all four, buy yours for $2.99, or upgrade your meal deal to a larger size for $2.99 and get more fries and the cup. Order online or in-person pickup, drive-through, dine-in, and delivery available at all locations, visit MyMiamiGrill.com for more details. Miami Grill, if you're craving it, they're making it. And now, tonight's episode. One, two, three, four, five. On the floor. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick with Alex Toledo and Greg Sylvander, part of the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, Ethan Skolnick back on five on the floor. Here's today's floor plan. We're actually going to give you a week floor plan here because we've got a lot of content coming. Today, myself and Greg Sylvander will go through the narratives for the Heat Bucks first round series that is starting sometime this weekend. We don't have the exact date yet. I'm leaning towards Saturday based on some things that I've heard, but that's not definite. Um, the NBA could still put it on Sunday. The series is going to get spread out. It's not going to be as compact maybe as we saw last year. I think there will be two days between certain games because, again, there's travel. It's not the bubble like it was last season. But that's what we're going to do today. Over the next couple of days, we're going to do matchup pods. Alex will be back. We'll probably bring in Brady Hawk. We're hoping to bring in another special guest. We're going to break down the Bucks offense against the Heat defense, the Heat offense against the Bucks defense. So we're going to stay away from the strategy today because we're going to do that then. And then on Thursday, we'll do Floors Yours, sponsored by our friend Mark Brown, PA. Uh, we're going to do that on our YouTube feed. We'll invite all of you in. Alex, myself, and Greg will be there probably uh, with a fourth guest. Also, we want you to check out all the other content on the YouTube channel. Full Court Press is going this week. Feel the Heat's going this week. Clutch Corner's going this week. There's no network that's bringing you more Heat coverage. 
Let's get to the narratives, Greg. We're going to start with the Heat, and you and I both said here off air, this probably is not the number one narrative for this series. Um, the number one narrative for this series is more likely Bucks related than Heat related, but this is a Miami Heat podcast. So we're going to start here. The Miami Heat with this series can essentially validate what they did in the bubble. True or false? You know what? I'm going to actually say true and false true in that if they win the series, it obviously validates, but false in that I don't think it's a prerequisite that, that, that they need to validate anything from last year. I mean, the damn Celtics and Lakers are both in the play and that this annoys the hell out of me um, that the bubble fraud stuff sticks to the heat, but doesn't stick to the Celtics nor the Lakers uh, in the same way. So um, I, I don't think that it is anything that we need to link, but un inevitably people will. So I hope, you know, it, from that perspective, you have the same heat team, you have Jimmy, you have Bam, hopefully they can uh, build that wall like they did last time. But, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be an interesting series. I like the way you frame that because I, I do think that the heat here have less to lose. And we're going to talk about the bucks in a second, but they have less to lose because you're right. If they win, then they do validate it. I think if they beat the bucks again as the lower seed again, even if the bucks didn't have as good a record this time, you know, then nobody can say that that victory in the postseason, which was to be honest, they're most significant. I mean, they beat Boston, um, but I still think that beating Milwaukee, considering how dominant they were in the regular season last year and had the league MVP, was a more significant victory than beating the Celtics, even if the Celtics are, you know, obviously the stronger team in terms of their history and all that and have more of a history with the Heat. Uh, I, I, I still think the Bucks win is the one that people around the country look at and are like, hmm that doesn't happen if not for the bubble, right? Like Milwaukee was on such a tear before they got into the bubble. And we even talked about it before the bubble last year that, uh, you know, I, I, I thought that the Bucks were vulnerable, not just because of the heat matchup, because I didn't like the bubble for them. They had a lot of older players. I thought were going to come back, uh, you know, not as strong maybe as they were previous. A lot of those older guys are gone, by the way, Marvin Williams, Kyle Korver, uh, Robin Lopez, George Hill, they're all gone. So, but those guys did not play very well for the most part in the series against the heat. And I think that, you know, that that's part of it that I, I think the bucks win last year was most significant. And so if the heat win, they validate it. If they lose, I feel like so many people call the heat flukes already <laughs> that I don't even know if it really registers around the country. It's just like, okay. I mean, yeah. We, I mean, we I guess they were like that good to begin with. You're right. I mean, from a national perspective, it's going to be a blip on the radar. Everyone's going to kind of act like they knew that that was going to happen. So I think we're kind of more synced into Heat Nation and what how they feel about it. And I think that a loss to the Bucks, um, if it's a six or seven game hard fought series, there's going to be something to be said for it. But if um, if they if the Heat were to get swept, let's say, I think within Heat Nation there'd be a bigger. Uh, spotlight on are they bubble frauds or not they'd be you know you're kind of looking at yourself in the mirror a little bit we're going to get back to the heat at the end of this because i think there's the perception of them nationally that they can validate or not but there's also what the organization thinks of some of the players on the team and we'll touch on that in parts four and five here as we go forward let's get to number two though and this is the bigger national narrative 
Giannis Antetokounmpo made a decision to re-up with the Milwaukee Bucks to take the money. I don't think anybody begrudges him for that. I was talking to Ira Winderman on Onside Radio today on Inside the Paint. He was saying that he can always ask for a trade next year. Um, you get the money, you get as much money as you can, and then you force your way out if you don't like what's going on. But Giannis re-upped. He is now, what year is this for Giannis? What year was he drafted? Uh, Greg, maybe you look that up while we're going through this. Um, yeah. at, at, as you do that, I just want to mention one thing. And I, again, I mentioned this on Onside today. 2013, pick 15 of the draft. Okay, so this is year not eight, eight, year eight. It's an interesting year because if you look back, uh, LeBron James was in Cleveland for seven years. He came to Miami. He didn't win in year eight. We know what the pressure was like on LeBron in year nine before he won, right? I asked uh, LeBron in Phoenix right before the All-Star break, after he won his first championship, so it would have been 2012, February 2012, why it was that Kevin Durant, who to that point had not won a championship, didn't face the same kind of heat that LeBron did for not winning a title when Durant was basically at the same stage of his career that LeBron was when he came to Miami. And when LeBron said to me, he was, and this is pretty typical LeBron. And if you followed LeBron on Twitter today, where he's unhinged uh, for him, I mean, he's, I, I don't really understand some of his posts today, but LeBron said to me, he, <laughs> he said, because people care more about me winning another one than they care about KD winning his first. It's just the way it is. It kind of is. It is, but people still cared. They cared enough that KD left a situation in OKC that he built to latch on to a 73 and nine team Good simply point. to get a ring, right? Okay, now Giannis is not KD. He's not as sensitive as KD. He's not as polarizing as KD, um, but he is an MVP like KD. And I have to think that if he doesn't win again this year after committing to the Bucks. If he's not the one scapegoated because he doesn't lead them, then others are going to be scapegoated. So to me, this is the number one narrative. Giannis made a decision to commit to the Bucks instead of maybe the Heat, maybe Toronto, which would have been Tampa, uh, which wouldn't have worked out so well. Maybe Golden State, that guy out there is still pretty damn good. Um, maybe Dallas to play with Luka. He made a decision to stay in Milwaukee. Milwaukee went all in. Multiple draft picks for Drew Holiday. Huge extension for Drew Holiday, right? And then if they don't win, again, yeah. lower that, seed. This what does is, that look like? I mean, as much as I want this to be about the heat, I would be lying if I said this isn't the more fascinating part of this because like, I almost have to think Giannis went into those meetings and said, listen, I'll sign the Supermax, but if, if these moves don't work out, like we got to talk about being able to, to make a trade because they went so all in that I just don't even see a viable path to them changing the roster if this doesn't work out. So then what is it? They're, they're going to do a wholesale change in the coaching staff and the front office. Like that only goes so far. It's going to take years to rebuild whatever they would, you know, be building up there with Giannis. So I feel like he committed in a way where the only ending to this, if it doesn't end in a parade is it's going to get sour at some point. It's, I mean, even though he's um, kind of going down the, the virtuous path that Dame has gone with the loyal, I'm staying with my team, no matter what, I'm not going to chase rings at some point, you got to think he's going to think there's no way out. And, um, 
And so that's where it gets interesting. And that that's the number one narrative, even though we, uh, we led with the heat stuff. Let me ask you this question. Ira had an interesting point this morning. He's he, he views players as either to your last breath players is the superstars or not like, okay. When LeBron didn't win, he locked himself in a room, you know, in two, after 2011, you know, for six weeks or whatever it was. Okay. I, whatever you think of LeBron, he, when it comes to winning in the postseason, I think he's proven he's a two year last breath. Dwayne Wade was a two year last breath type player in the postseason. Kevin Garnett was a two year last breath type player. I mean, there, there are certain guys, Tim Duncan, even though he didn't sort of wasn't emotional about it, he was. Um, I think Steph is actually, I think Steph is proving that this year. Uh, I don't know if James Harden is. Um, I, I think I, I, we don't know if Kyrie is, although there have been moments where he's, he's shown it. I don't know that Embiid is okay. That's one of the questions about that team is, is Giannis a two year last breath type player? Like, I mean, somebody who comes from his background, which is well, he was not supposed to be here. I mean, I, I remember, uh, interviewing and I loved the guy. I I got a chance to sit down with him a couple times in the locker room when he was a rookie in second year, just talking about his transition uh, back when we can actually get into locker rooms. And he was so humble. He still is. I mean, he still is. I, I you know a year ago when he was down here, I mean he made sure. And, and I always watch for this stuff in the visiting locker room. Like there is some the equipment guys in the visiting locker room, and Giannis made sure that all of them got hundreds. Okay, and he called him over to make sure, and he didn't do it in front of us as a show but he made sure that they, that's just who he is. Like he has lived the life beyond his wildest imagination. He seems honored by it is winning everything to him. Like I, I like with LeBron, he's had to win. He's had those expectations on him his whole life. I, do you think Giannis, I, I, this is not a disparaging. Do you think he cares to the degree that it will affect him that much if they don't win again? Um, I, this is a really interesting question and an interesting road to go down. Uh, Cause I would argue that I don't know how emotionally healthy it is to, to have that much, that much vested interest in just winning in a sport. Um, I forgot who it was recently that said like they were already, maybe it was Russell Westbrook that said, I'm already a champion for what I've been able to do for my family, blah, blah, blah. And kind of transcended basketball. And, and you know, what's interesting about that one is that of all people, He's the last right. guy I would have thought he's a, because he is a correct two last so breath. You beat me to person. where I'm going. Right. Is um, that right? Jimmy Butler is a two year last breath. Right. I mean, we saw that in the finals. He is. No, you're right. And so, like, so. I think that Giannis is one of those guys. But I also think that because he wasn't the 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 king or, or, you know, like all of the, the stuff that came along with LeBron, what did they call him at 16? It wasn't King. It was um, the chosen, chosen one. one. Thank you very chosen much. One. I knew you would he, remember he it quickly. It. Uh, like he just hasn't had that, that stuff following around him yet. So the, the, the loud noises are not as loud. And, uh, but I still think that like, he is a player that has shown that um, he will do whatever it takes to win. He's a team player. He plays defense. He locks in. He's a good culture guy. Like, um, He's committed to his body. Yeah, so sure. so I, mean, I, mean, I, I think it's a little bit convinced. misplaced to go in that direction. Um, but I could see where because he doesn't uh, hinge upon the the perception of the public the way that it appears KD or LeBron does, that people kind of, um, they're a little, uh, they're kind of easy on him. 
Do you think Kawhi is a two-year last breath player? I mean, so there's two. Yes, on the court, absolutely. When he locks in, he right. he is. But I think that right. there's a way that he can compartmentalize to try to get that mm-hmm. syllables out. Um and then come off the court and maybe not be. I, I think that there's guys that can straddle that line, and there's also guys that have to just completely become tunnel vision that way. Yeah, it's I, it's kind of a fascinating conversation. I there's nuance also, to it, so we're kind of I, I could talk myself in circles. Well, there is, and, and I want to get to part three, but I, the other the other part of this that's interesting to me is I wonder if it shifts if LeBron gets eliminated. Like, like if a lot, if LeBron doesn't get past the play-in, right. And obviously all the focus is on LeBron and Curry and, and the first round uh, or the first play-in game. And I, I, I think it's unlikely that LeBron's going to lose two games out there. Like I, I could see him, I could see Curry beating them. Absolutely. I mean, Curry could have a night. I, I really can't see LeBron losing to Memphis or San Antonio. Okay. So I, he's going to be in the postseason, and trust me, Utah doesn't want that. Okay. I mean, it, at Clippers the age, avoided like, him. <laughs> Right. The Clippers avoid him. I think Utah and Phoenix would love to avoid him too. Um, But I do wonder, I mean, in the event that LeBron got knocked out of this thing, I do think a lot of stuff shifts to Giannis because I'm looking around the league. I'm okay. Kawhi's won, right? Nobody really cares about Paul George nationally. I mean, I, you know, or Jokic, like they're just finding out who he is. He's going to win an MVP and most people are not going to really know who he is. Like the casual, casual, casual dude. And Chris Paul, who who had to live with this thing of he couldn't win in the playoffs. I mean, yes, some of that would come back if they get eliminated early, but like Chris Paul wasn't supposed to be doing this at his age. Exactly. Uh, he doesn't really have anything else to prove in terms of his greatness as being a Hall of Famer. Um, you know, and then you look at the East. I mean, I don't I don't really see pressure on Embiid. I, I think everybody kind it's of like Brooklyn. Hayden. Yeah. I, and so I guess it just shifts to Durant, Harden and Kyrie. Is that pretty much And Kyrie can literally quit tomorrow. Like, I, I mean, and just not show up. I mean, I, so I, I do feel that maybe there is more pressure on Giannis if LeBron is out. Um, he's sort of a little bit more of a bullseye, right, but we'll get to more of this in a second. I, Cause I do want to focus on one more bucks thing before we get back to the heat before we do though, I want to tell you about an old sponsor that's a new sponsor. Our friends over at my bookie basketball and bas- baseball and basketball seasons are long, as you know, but you can make each and every one matter by having skin in the game with mybookie.ag. Whether you're placing a wager on your favorite team player or just looking for kicks, my bookie gives you the best odds. They do a great job at live betting there and tons of options to make all your sports a hell of a, ho- hell of a lot more exciting. So bet on basketball. If you prefer, take care, take advantage of all the odds in the upcoming NBA playoffs or hit up the MyBookie Casino for the full-fledged experience where weekly blackjack tournaments give you and your friends a crack at prize pools up to 50 grand. So go to MyBookie.ag, sign up now, and use the promo code 5, that's F-I-V-E, same one we use for a lot of the other stuff here on the network, to get your first deposit match up to 1000 bucks. Let them know we sent you, so use the promo code 5, F-I-V-E, to get that free deposit bonus and start your day off with a win. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere, even in the middle of the game, even the futures. I looked over there today. Heat twenty-five to one uh, to win the championship. So, you want to take a shot on it? Get that bonus. Throw down fifty bucks and see what you get. Go to mybookie.ag. All right, let's get to the next part of this, which is if the Bucks don't win, there's going to be a scapegoat, and you're not firing Giannis. You can't really trade Drew Holiday or Chris Middleton now. You are pot committed with them, and I don't know that you can get value for either of them. There's nothing else on the roster anybody else would want that would make a significant difference. It's, I mean, they're they're pot committed to that that big three. I mean, there's no yeah. there's no question about it. 
there's only one thing to do, fire the coach. Um, and I think there were some in Milwaukee who wanted that done after last season. And particularly the fact that Mike Budenholzer does not like to play his players big minutes. He's kind of the anti-Tibbs. Uh, he likes to keep Giannis's minutes down. They have a little bit of a different constructed team now. We're not going to do a lot of this today because we're going to do it in the matchups. But as I said, the bench has been changed. You've got Bobby Portis there, who's become a really good three-point shooter. He's hurt the heat a lot over the years, as you remember. Um, and Bryn Forbes, I mean, they've changed the look of that bench. And DiVincenzo is a starter. But ultimately, it comes down to what they get out of their big three, one of whom they didn't, Drew Holiday, they didn't have last year. Um, the pressure on Mike Budenholzer, do you think, again, without delving too much in the matchups, do you think he will change his style dramatically? Because Budenholzer has been a guy, whether it was with Atlanta or Milwaukee, we're going to do what we do. We're going to play drop coverage. We're going to make you hit threes. We're going to get our guys into the paint. We're going to play our guys short minutes. We're going to roll our bench like that. He, this is typically what he's done. But Eric Spolster has a week and Eric loves this stuff. And I think Eric's had an uneven year for him. Okay. But this is where he gets in the lab, right? Like he's going to throw everything at them. And I don't, again, I don't want to get too much into it, but you're going to see zone box and one. You're going to see sometimes the soft switching, sometimes not the soft switching. You're going to see all kinds of cross matches. Traps, I just traps, think he's going to traps. Yeah, exactly. They're going to do a lot of stuff here. Okay. Does Mike, do you think Mike Boonholzer will to a certain degree adjust or maybe crack or what? Because to me, he's on the spot in this series. So I think he's been, he's shown this season that he's been a little bit more flexible with the coverages and stuff like that. And, you know, there's better people than I that can break all that down, but uh, I'm going to quote the mad heat fan on Twitter uh, who tweeted this um, earlier today at 1146. He said the biggest mismatch on the heat versus buck series is not going to play one minute on the basketball court. And uh, I, I subscribe to that belief. I, I think Eric Spolster has a clear advantage here. This is something that um, none of us can quantify, but I think uh, this is th this is it for Coach Bud in, in Milwaukee. Like if Spo takes him out again with the reloaded roster, yeah. he is absolutely out. Like the the front office may be the also the ones to go because of the way that they've mortgaged the future as well. But the coach is out, and um, so but and it's just it's a weird spot for him to be in because Spolstra has this planning period now and um I, I i'm interested to see game one if there is uh some wrinkles that maybe we haven't even seen yet from spolstra isn't there a danger for boonholzer of over adjusting in other words if for sure right, over correcting over correcting getting away from what because they, they did the first matchup against the heat this year they looked different in terms of the way that they played against the heat uh, and it worked the first time the second time the heat came back and won that game but again this is the big stat. I didn't even know this until I didn't realize it against the big, the best three teams in the East this year, the heat played nine games. They lost six of them. Jimmy played in one of them and none against Milwaukee. So that's if you're Philly looking game. for something to hold on to from a heat perspective, that's to me, that's the stat. Okay. Uh, but there is always a danger of overcorrecting. And I think with Eric, he is in the underdog position here again, and I, and I think that allows him to experiment more, um, take more chances. He has to put Budenholzer on his heels. And I, I just want to do this from a narrative perspective. The matchup stuff, I'm going to allow, like you said, we're going to allow better people uh, than us to handle that. But I, I just think that,
from from a narrative perspective, if they if the Bucks go down two one, like there's going to be a lot of ringing in Mike Budenholzer's ears. I mean, I, I just it's, and I wonder how he corrects with. Don't even he make has, the flight back to Milwaukee if they get eliminated. Well, look, I mean, remember Mike Brown and with with Cleveland or any of this or Dave, I mean, it, it the coach go David Blatt, the coach goes okay, and I mean, you can be a great regular season coach, but here's the other thing about it. He really wasn't a great regular season coach this year. I mean, they finished third in the East. And, and one of the excuses that was made was, well, they're kind of gearing up for the playoffs this time. Like they're not emptying the clip in the regular season like they did last year. Well, if they get beat in the first round again, like that's over. Like, you know, because he wasn't a great regular season coach this year. Um, so I, I think that's something to definitely look at. All right, let's get back to the heat. Narrative number four. If they lose this series... Does it, how dramatically does it affect decision-making in the off season? Or do you think to a certain degree, the organization has already decided it's Jimmy and it's bam. And we're going to revisit everything else as soon as the season ends, whenever it ends, is, is there anything that can be done to change? I know maybe specific decisions on Duncan and none and, but, but I'm just talking about overall yeah, broad strokes trajectory. Like, is this because look, if the heat lost that game in Boston that LeBron had 45, we were all sitting there at shoot around that day and saying CB was gone. CB has gone. Spolster has gone. Okay. Like LeBron saved the entire era that night. Right. Is this a situation? Like, do you think this will affect decision-making? I, I do. I, I think that um, if they beat Milwaukee uh, and then they were to, push Brooklyn let's just hypothetically I feel like that that actually sets up uh, a much harder decision-making process for them whereas I think that they're already leaning I, my hunch is is that they're leaning in the direction of looking to make changes other than the the top level guys Duncan like you mentioned um uh beyond Jimmy and Bam everything will be on the table and I think that uh other than like literally trouncing Milwaukee and then like really giving Brooklyn a run I, I, it's inevitable. I think that that story is that decision has already been made. And to that end, when we talk about that decision being made, it, let's go through a couple of individual players. Is Dunk, Duncan Robinson did not have a good series against Milwaukee last year. Okay. That's got, that has to change. I mean, and the way that Milwaukee defends, he should have a good series. I, I know that, you know, they, they put a lot of attention on him, but their general philosophy is yeah. pack the pain. You, you have been, you have been, a staunch believer in Duncan Robinson being re-signed. Okay. I have. Is there anything in this series that you think could change your view or change their view? Um, I guess I'll say this. If he were to finish this series, averaging 10 points a game, shooting 32% from three, and it's a short series. I just don't know how you give a guy like that $20 million the next off season. Right. So maybe the market will dictate that that number's inflated and the stuff that's getting thrown around on, in, in social media is BS. And he's more like a $15 million player. Um, but still like to go out like that. Oh man, that that's, a, that's a tricky one. I feel like he has to have a good series to justify being paid the percentage of the cap that it's going to take to keep them around. All right. You have been less uh, staunch believer in keeping Kendrick, none at all costs. I'm hearing some big numbers potentially for Kendrick in the market. I mean, you, again, 
there ain't a lot out there. Like I, I know somebody put out today about the great 2022 free agent class. Well, that was supposed to be the great 2021 free agent class. And my guess is by the time we get to 2022, it won't be great either because most of those guys will be extended uh, or, or they'll be, they'll be moved or whatever, and they're not going to be available. Um, but I mean, let's look at it from this way. I feel like kind of the way we're framing this is Duncan is going to be resigned unless he has a series that indicates that that's not a good idea. I feel like Kendrick Nunn is likely not going to be retained if the money is big, but he has upside to maybe convince them otherwise. Is that fair? I mean, if he, if he averaged, because this series He's one guy on this team, particularly since we don't really know what, where Goron's going to be, that can exploit the way the Bucks defend. I mean, he, he yeah. can absolutely get in the paint uh, and, and you know, make some floaters, hit that mid-range shot. Opportun- and he just had 31 against them. Okay, and they're going has- to deploy Drew on Jimmy from everything that I've been able to gather. So right. Kendrick's going to have Kendrick's going to get DiVincenzo on him most likely, right? Okay, or, or something along those lines. May- maybe he'll get Middleton on him at times. Um, and he'll have some length on him, but there are going to be opportunities for him the way that the Bucks defend. Like if Kendrick you still can't pay him 17 or 18 million, Ethan. Sorry. You can't what if do he it. averages 22? And you beat the Bucks? Yes. I it's mean, it's not out of the realm of possibility. He just had 31 against him. No, that's true. And I guess like that's what I mean by the longer that this goes, it makes the, the decision making that much harder. Uh, and I wouldn't want to be Andy. Let's just say that. I think I think the way to frame this is Duncan's value to them can go down in this series because I think it's already at a point where they've sort of decided. I think Kendrick's value can go up. I, I think if especially Perfectly after said. last last postseason, you know, but the problem is too, it's not just his value going up for them. I mean, other teams around the league see a guy averaging 22 in a series against the Milwaukee. I mean, 15 million a year is gonna be something, you know, that is going to be thrown at him for multiple years. And, and then that becomes a, a difficult decision. All right, we're going to go to our final points here in a second. Before we do, if you've been hurt in a car accident or a slip and fall, you got to call the law offices of Seltzer Mayberg at 855-5000-LAW. That's 855-5000-LAW. We know these people. They're good people. They're going to take care. And they do more than just this too, okay? They do immigration. They do divorce law. They do defense law. They do everything at Seltzer Mayberg. But again, Personal injury, they are specialists in this. Okay, so 855-5000-LAW, onecalllegal.com. And here's the thing. You mentioned five reasons. You get a free consultation. Make sure that you're working with an attorney who's going to try to get you the compensation that you deserve for whatever it is that you went through. And they've got 24-7 access on that website, O-N-E, calllegal.com, Seltzer Mayberg, 855-5000-LAW, based right here, right before the Golden Glades, right off of I-95. And they got some pretty cool, cool billboards up there now. So check those out. Although don't get in the car accident when you're looking to the side. Cause I almost did that the other day, trying to take a picture of the offices where we, we actually used to operate at times. All right, let's get to number five here. Very simple. Who needs this series more? Oh, you know, Milwaukee needs it more. The bullseyes on the bucks. I'm with you on that. Um, Milwaukee is not a big market, but they've been put in the crosshairs to a certain degree because like Cleveland was, although again, Giannis is not LeBron, but they've elevated to a certain point. And they also put the bullseye on their back by going all in this offseason. And you look at it 
they were the right moves. I mean, getting Drew Holiday, who's still playing at a very, very high level, uh, was the right move. You can make an argument that maybe they should have gone all in for Chris Paul. Uh, they didn't. Giannis apparently was not thrilled about that. They, they Imagine not, if they got Bogdanovich. Well, Bogdanovich, exactly, the way he's played in Atlanta. So there were mistakes made. I, that's interesting, too, because I, I could see uh, Horace, the general manager, having some difficulty this offseason if they lose. Um, because even though the Drew move worked out, there were supposed to be complementary moves, and the Bogdanovich move being the primary move that, of course, was voided. And there seemed to be a whole bunch of mistakes made if you go look back at what happened there. But it is the Bucks that need this more. I, I think to a certain degree, and I know this is blasphemous. I mean, if you don't think the Heat are winning a title this year, if you don't think that they're going to get through the gauntlet of Bucks, Nets, Sixers, it's not the worst thing in the world for a team that's had no rest to get a long offseason to, I know you don't want to think about this, Greg, but it's not the worst thing in the world to get a long off season, to reset, to get back in their regimens by June. You know, I, it looks like the COVID to a certain degree is going to be in the past. There's more and more people get vaccinated by the time we get to next season. I, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I feel they want to win. Okay. They're in the tournament. They want to win, but also the more conversations I've had with heat people this year, there's a little part of everybody that it seems like, we need a break. And, and so I, you know, I, I just, I don't think, I, I, I don't think you can say they need it more than a team that was built to win this minute. Okay. Now the counter to this is Jimmy Butler ain't going to tolerate that attitude. Okay. So uh, if you don't, if you get eliminated in this thing, you need to figure it out this off season, you get Jimmy his extension and you get him some help. Okay. Correct. Immediately. Okay. You, whatever it takes. He wants Kyle Lowry. Even if you don't think it's the best move, you trust Jimmy and you get Kyle Lowry, but you got to do something. But I, I do think generally for everybody else, you know, I think some of these guys are tired. I think Bam, Tyler, they've been through it. It's, it's a lot early in their careers and they're tired. I, I don't, they're going to compete, but it's not the worst thing in the world, honestly, if they lose. And I, I know we don't always like to say that. All right. Mybookie.ag. Use the code five. Uh, also, uh, we mentioned Seltzer Mayberg Law Firm, all the other great sponsors, the Five Reasons Sports Network, of course, Miami Grill. I think I'm going to order some from there right now. Uh, we will be in and out here all week. You just check out the feed. We're also going to be putting up episodes from the other shows on our YouTube channel. So just you, you'll see new episodes churning here on the Five on the Floor feed. Have a good night. The way you closed made me squirm. Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network. 